going forward, now the time that I get to spend with people, it's a little more special. Maybe it was some form of cosmic wake-up call to sit down and go deep introspectively. And hopefully when I pass in some 90-odd years, I leave people with feelings of when I was around them, they felt better. When I was around them, their experiences were better. When people reflect back on what I did, whether they listen to an old episode of a podcast or they watch a film that I did or watch an Alex plays guitar that somewhere it'll be etched in their brain and kind of like day of the dead. If you live on in the minds and the hearts of people, can you truly die? What's going on y'all? Welcome into episode two of with Alex coming. Thank you, everybody, for your very kind words on the first episode. It means a lot to me that everybody who checked it out said such kind things and are seemingly very happy to have me back in a podcast format. So I'm glad to be back in a podcast format. It's what I love doing. And thank you, everybody, who sent me amazing birthday wishes. It was a wonderful 24th birthday, and I look forward to spending many more with y'all. This is the first With Alex Coming episode that's a solo. It'll be just me. Today is October 13th, 2022. And I want to talk and reflect on something that happened recently. A little bit ago, out of the blue, a family member passed away that was very unexpected. And I want to use my platform here on the podcast to talk through it, see what comes out. These will be my Alex Cumming reflections on mortality. So if you aren't super invested in that or don't feel like listening to this, I totally get it. There'll be a new episode on Monday that will be more chipper than this one. But I feel as though I'd be doing my audience a disservice by not being genuine, not being honest with them, which is what I strive to do. So without giving too much personal information, there was an unexpected passing in my family. And this is the first time in my adult life that I've had somebody who I've known my entire life pass away. I've had pets pass away, which is definitely similar, but as that was when I was a freshman in high school, I've matured a bit since then and have different ways of coming to it. And this individual I saw twice within the past month and a half. I spent an entire week with this individual up in Canada at a beautiful mountain house. And just the other month, I had a graduation celebration with friends and family and they were there. And it was just very sudden. And I'm thinking about the stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. So I don't ever think that I've crossed the stages of grief before, but currently I think I am hitting a stage of grief, denial. That's the first step and it was so recent because I saw this person less than two weeks ago. In my mind, my brain hasn't transitioned to this person just isn't here as this person was so omnipresent throughout my 24 years of life. When I got the news, everything stops. I got the news in the morning and for the rest of the day, all my day was, was just sitting, reflecting and questioning, figuring things out, realizing how I felt about it, what it was going to be like in the long run, thinking about myself and my family to begin with but then extending out to how is this going to affect other people? What plans need to be made? And for that 24 hour period, I was forced to be 
so present and just aware of what was going on with myself and my family. From how death is portrayed in media, so often I feel as though we think that there's this grandiose catharsis that comes from speaking with other people. It sounds like it's very much just silent, reflective, meditative grief. Being with yourself and your thoughts, I went straight into my head just ruminating over what had happened and what took place and how things are going to be different now. But then it forces you to be outside of your head, outside of yourself. Yes, I was affected by it, but there's so many other people that I need to be there for. And I need to take care of myself because if I can't take care of myself, I won't be able to take care of others. Now, the passing was natural. It wasn't some hit and run. So there's nothing to be angry at. If we think about the archetypes of stories, man versus man, man versus self, man versus God, man versus nature, there's no person. There's no set physical thing that I can look at and say, you, this is your fault. You did this. And it would almost be easier to point the blame at somebody and something and say, if only you weren't here. But because it wasn't the act of somebody else and it was merely a natural cause, I can be mad at the nervous system. There's nothing to blame it on. But there is a strange full circle aspect of it. Like I was saying with my first thought was me. Then my first thought was my immediate family. Then reflecting on how I can be best for them in this time. It brought it back to me and what I need to do, what I need to work on, and how I can best serve others, and made me reflect on the people that I have in my life, the people that I'm thankful to know, and because this event happened around my birthday, which is already a time of reflection, this just really doubled down on it all. What I've accomplished and what I'll be known for, the people that I've impacted whether I know them personally or I've never met them, but just from afar, they appreciate what I do and what I've done. Going forward, now the time that I get to spend with people, it's a little more special. Maybe it was some form of cosmic wake-up call to sit down and go deep introspectively. And hopefully when I pass in some 90-odd years, I leave people with feelings of when I was around them they felt better. When I was around them, their experiences were better. When people reflect back on what I did, whether they listen to an old episode of a podcast or they watch a film that I did or watch an Alex plays guitar, that somewhere it'll be etched in their brain and kind of like Day of the Dead, if you live on in the minds and the hearts of people, can you truly die? I guess that, that goes into the idea of simply creating art for the sake of eternal life and longevity, which is a whole discussion unto itself that I won't get into. But that's my form of expressing love is creating. So long way of saying it, the art that I do satisfies me if I know that it's satisfied my audience the people watching it. To me, it's not just an audience, it's the people who give me a platform. And I still have lots more art to create. And I'm so excited to keep creating art. And for 
people to look back on art that I've already made and already done and say, we really enjoyed that. This is, might sound a little self-aggrandizing, but whenever I hear people talking about the uh, morning news show that I did back in high school, how it would make them smile, I'm like, that's why I did it. I, I've never met you. I don't know you, but I'm glad that it stuck with you. So that was a little reflective on myself. And I'd love to have more of these discussions if people want to talk to me about it. But yeah, death is a, it's a funky thing. It's made me think about the people that I keep around. My overarching idea of the people I want in my life are these people make my life better. And if I no longer had them around, or I feel that if I was no longer around for them, that there would just be a significant emotional loss. I'm very extroverted. And when I get to spend quality time with people, that's what fills my bucket as an extrovert and as an overall well-being, being around people that I care about. So when one of those people that I did care for is no longer with us, there's just one less person in this world that has garnered the status of someone who can fill my emotional bucket. I'm aware that's going to sound like I'm giving the power to my emotional well-being to others, which I don't, but it sure is nice to have those people who do. And I'd recommend reflecting in yourself, what fills your bucket? Who are the people that enhance your life? When somebody you've known your entire life who's lived in one spot is gone, and you know that soon the places that you associate with them you will rarely go to because they're not there, especially from my childhood and my young adult life. It's almost like that chapter has closed, like graduating college, that it's there. But now that that book is closed, you can reflect on it as a memory, but let's hope that you made peace with how it was written because you can't revise it anymore. The document is already saved and submitted. I have no plans on this podcast to delve into my feelings on spirituality, faith, religion. But when it comes to the fear of death, the fear of the unknown, how much of that stems from the fear that we haven't done enough, we won't do enough, nothing we do will be enough. The unknown, why fear it? It's unknown. But it's what our mind thinks up in the unknown and what the unknown is. That's the scary part. It was a couple of years back I read the book by Seneca called On the Shortness of Life. And the overarching idea was life isn't short if you use it right. Life is the perfect amount of time. It's just that we squander our time with meaninglessness. Now this whole death has me thinking about time. Like I said earlier, compounded with it just being my 24th birthday, that I'm getting older. We all are. And whatever time I have with these people, I want to use it. Create something. Like I said, what I create I make others happy, I'm happy. I've done my job. It's a different kind of feeling that I imagine seeing somebody slowly drift away, which I have yet to experience. But if I ever do, there'll probably be a sequel to this episode. But yeah, thanks for uh, the podcast therapy session. I know it's different than what I usually do, but if I'm gonna do solo episodes, I'm gonna do what I'm feeling, what's in my heart, just some reflections thoughts. Nothing I wouldn't say to anybody who asked. And I appreciate you listening if you made it through. 
So we'll be back on Monday with another episode. I have somebody also in the sports world on my radar that I'd like to speak to. They may or may not also be associated with the Orlando Magic organization, but there's a small chance that there may be a sequel to this, more added on to my Reflections on Mortality episode as I get further away from it and how I grow with it to use this as an opportunity for bettering my life, which is how I hope that in the 150 years my passing, people reflect fondly and they say, I'm going to be a better person and enjoy life more because of this. If we remember the quote from Maya Angelou that I saw in so many high school classrooms, something along the lines of, people will forget what you were wearing and how you looked, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And it's emotions that stick with us, words, ideas, it's feelings that carry all of those in them. So again, I say thank you for listening. I look forward to speaking with y'all again. This has been Alex Cumming. Love y'all. Talk to you soon.